rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is now 7.34 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Good morning to everybody out there. It is Monday, the 8th of March, 2021. And here are the headlines. Okay. Most importantly, first things first, Mass Vax Aurora is taking place today. That's uh, brought to us by the Kane County Health Department, the city of Aurora, and Jewel Osco. Today is a community vaccination clinic. Um, but not only is it the community vaccination clinic, but the sign-up period has ended. It ended over the weekend. It was really, really filled up. So this is the Pfizer vaccine. So shouts out to the city for putting this on. Shouts out to the Kane County Health Department and Jewel Osco as well. Yesterday, there was another uh, vaccination clinic at La Chiquita, 651 Ashland Avenue in Aurora. Shouts out to La Chiquita. Lots going on in regards to distribution of the vaccine so people can get vaccinated. Uh, Shouts out to everybody making that happen. Okay. The Aurora Noon Lions will celebrate St. Patty's Day with a corned beef and cabbage dinner fundraiser. It's taking place on the 17th of this month from 4.30 to 6.30 p.m. at Luigi's in Aurora. Dinner options are corned beef, cabbage, carrots, potatoes, bread, and a cookie. To order, um, you can click the link on the post, which we shared for you guys on our Facebook page, or you can purchase tickets day of from a Lions member. Shouts out to Luigi's and the Aurora Noon Lions. Virtual Rock and Rumble, don't forget about that, coming up Monday the 15th, uh, 10.30 a.m. Registration is required for that. Shouts out to the Royal Public Library. This is a fun music and movement program for all ages. All right, so next things next, let's get into some shouts. Uh, Shout out to Treadwell Coffee and shout out to Dunkin' Donuts Coffee as well. Now, you're probably wondering why I'm shouting out a local place and a chain. And you know what? I love Dunkin'. The chain gets some love. Dunkin' Donuts is the only coffee I drink other than TW. Shouts out. Okay. Well, I make coffee at home, too, like a lot of you guys do. All right. So we got another great episode for you guys coming up today. Uh, We're about to do the live news as well. So tune into Facebook. Stay tuned for that. That's also going to be taking place. And if you are not a friend of ours on Facebook, don't forget to check out the page and follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Spotify, iTunes and YouTube. All the news that's fit to be talked about. Coming to you live every single day from beautiful downtown Aurora. All right. And that is the news. Right. Good morning. Good morning. Got the coffee and all that. That's right. (laughs) Shout out to Jake's Bagels. Yep. All right. (laughs) So uh, for our listeners and our viewers, Mm -hmm. who are you and where are you from? Uh, My name is Cruz Ochoa, uh, rap name Cruz Ocho, from Aurora, Illinois. Born and raised. <clears throat> Born and raised. Or as I like to call Aurora Wayne's World. Okay. Wayne's World, Illinois. <laughs> um, east side or west side? Uh, west side. West side? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, I I spent a very little bit of time on the east side, but like, like I was so young, though. I moved over to the west side when I was uh, seven. 
Uh, there was like a big flood back then, and we ended up getting flooded out of where we were staying before, and that's what caused us. flood? Yeah. The 1997? Something like Seven, that. Something like that? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was probably like 95 or 4 or something like that, because I was only 7 at the time. I'm, I was born in 87, so. Okay. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Hmm. What was it like growing up on the west side? Uh, it was cool. Um, I lived on Hammond, uh, between, uh, Plum and Illinois. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, um, a lot of my friends that were on the same street as me went to a different school than I did. Uh, there's like an imaginary line. It, <laughs> and it's just like all my friends lived on one side and like for elementary school they went to Nancy Hill. And I ended up going to Smith, which was like not as close. Right. <laughs> Nancy Hill was like down the street around the corner and Smith you had to take a bus. You Funny know? how they do that. Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. Um then like same thing with like middle school. Like they all went to Jeff was it Jefferson or Washington, one of those two. Mm-hmm. And I ended up going to Jewel and um like my class was like among the like the first class to like attend Jewel because it was a real new school at the time. Right. Okay. And actually, well, I'm like probably one of the few students that came up with the mascot for really? that school. Yeah. <laughs> what is the mascot? The Jaguar. Oh. Yeah. So. Yeah, the way that worked was like before the school opened, like when we were all still in like elementary school, they were like, okay, we got to come up with a mascot for this school, and I think like me and maybe like. Four other kids had like the same idea, like Jewel Jaguar, and then we drew like a Jaguar kind of okay. logo. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's interesting. So, they, so you're part of the history of that school. I, I guess so. Yeah. I got a free T-shirt out of it. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, growing up, what impact did your mom have on your life? Uh, big impact. Um, really, really close to both of my parents. Um, she is super goofy, and I am too. Uh, <laughs> Like, I, I, I take on a lot of her personality. Um, she, growing up, she worked, like, third shift, you know, when I was a kid and stuff. So, uh, for to see her, like, I, I'm, I don't know how much sleep she got, but I, I'm sure she never got the right amount of sleep. Because right. it was always working third shift, and then I think probably sleep a little bit before we got up for school or something. Or probably didn't go to sleep at that time. Uh, then we went off to school. She probably went to sleep while we were at school maybe or something like that and then because every time we came home like she was like getting up at that time or awake and you know kind of getting things done and stuff so she's she was always like all over the place it's crazy now thinking about it right because now we work Mm -hmm. now we know how many hours in a day now i'm getting home at nine o'clock how much sleep i'm actually getting and like yeah my mom she works like uh two jobs at me and my little brother and like i'd see her in the morning and then some days i wouldn't see it because i'd go you know put my brother to sleep I'm going to sleep. She comes home when I'm asleep and just wake up and then there she is. So that's yeah. crazy. That's yeah, crazy. it was a majority of like trying to come back home quiet in case she was sleeping, you know, and yeah. like, you know, not being able to have friends over right away because like, you know, mm-hmm. probably wake her up. <laughs> um, so what year did you graduate? Uh, 05. 05. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what are some of the things, so we got the Aurora now, it's all hip downtown a lot you know first fridays and all that but yeah. what was there to do on the weekends once upon a time in aurora man nothing <laughs> like really like so going back to you know 2005 you know i was i was 17 when i graduated and at the time like i 
immediately went to Columbia College, Chicago from that point. You know, I dropped out a year later, but, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, for fun, it was like, so I guess like as a kid, like before, um, before graduating, for the most part, I would just go to like Tinseltown, the movie theater, and this was before it looked all janky, you know? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like I remember when that uh, movie theater had first opened and like went it was a big deal when it first opened like uh, I think B96 was there like yeah and they um, Rush Hour was playing that day and they were giving out like bucket hats that said Rush Hour on it holy cow yeah I wish I kept that that was kind of dope um so it was boring not much to do well you know it was like well, like as a kid, like before my teen years, like it was, it was always like everybody would come to my place, right? We would always play basketball at my place, you know. Right. So like I had a hoop in the back, so everybody from the block would come over here, you know. And so your crib was the spot. You that that was my there. crib, yeah. basically, you know. So when uh, my mom was awake and stuff, and you know she was okay, I had the energy to deal with all you kids. You know, uh, everybody was at my place, and you know we'd. Uh, you know, play basketball most of the time or like play video games and stuff had playstation you know right all that uh yeah um other, and then going out would just really be like tinseltown like the movie theater and um funway in batavia okay you know? yeah right that's up 25 right yeah that's right um what is hip-hop what is hip-hop uh it's a culture is a genre of music uh it's it's a, a form of expression um it's basically what raised me you know like uh growing up like my parents listened to hip-hop so like my dad's favorite rappers growing up were like eric b and rakim and you know public enemy and you know all that so um and like they would go to concerts too like once in a while like uh i remember seeing them with like cypress hill merch and stuff like that (laughs) i'm like man y'all should have kept those shirts (laughs) because yeah they were because you know they had me when they were uh when they had me they were 18 okay so you know they were they were pretty young yeah so they they listened to you know all that and nwa and ice cube and all that like when i was growing up so i wasn't really shielded from the music you know as far as the the language and stuff i was i was a kid cursing like like a sailor basically (laughs) as happens when we discover like music and rap and all that Mm -hmm. uh which brings me to my next question what's the difference between hip-hop and rap or is there one uh, so yeah, like the the go to answer is usually rap is something you do, hip hop is something you live, and I I think it's a funny answer because it like, but through time it, it sounds a little cliche. It does. Yeah, it sounds but, it sounds made up like. Uh, yeah. Like, like a hip hop person, I don't think a hip hop head would give that answer. Right. It's right. Like it's just answer. like word. <laughs> <laughs> I still say words. <laughs> and then, and then, like you, the more you know, in graffiti letters, right, like above right, your head or something. Right. Uh, and I still say word all the time yeah. too. So like, <laughs> I use that at work, yeah, like I, all the time. Good job, word up, word up. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, like so, you know, rap is a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's the style of music that branches from hip hop. It's um. It's a, a form of expression, and the, the beautiful thing about it is, like, at this point, like, it's grown to where anybody can express themselves through it. Not saying that everybody's good at it, or everybody can be good at Alan it. Allen Iverson should have stuck with basketball. Kobe Bryant should have stuck with basketball. <laughs> R.I.P. Kobe, though. R.I.P. R.I.P. Kobe. Um, 
So yeah, man. Um, like rap is something that I've like as far as rapping and writing or whatever. Like that's something I've been doing for a long time. Um, I had started writing. I want to say freshman year in high school, like because growing up, like I've always loved music. You know, I I knew how to turn on a boombox before I could walk. You know, and I was the kid that always had. Right, I was the kid that always had uh, a Walkman on him or the, the CD player. Like, I was the only kid in elementary school that had the Walkman on him and headphones on playing music during recess. My friend's like, you actually listen to music? I'm like, yeah, I got music in my Walkman. Like, yeah, I got this new crisscross cassette. <laughs> I had it too. I had it too. Kid and play, all that, all that. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... So yeah, um, I had started rapping in high school. I never really, like before that, never really pictured myself uh, doing it. Like I was always just a fan, you know. Uh, like I would come home after school and like throw the TV on right away and like um, uh, Rap City The Basement was like my go-to. Oh yeah. Yeah, I come home, have my ramen noodles ready, you know, and yeah. then boom, just Rap City The Basement. And then I can like go out and hang out a little bit right after that or you know just stay at home and watch 106 in park or something you know um because that was the time now look at the mcs of that era that cassidy was on rap city the basement that's when he was yeah around mm-hmm. um i mean there's so many there's so many but that was a good show for rap oh yeah like just uh to see them go into the booth and stuff and like just uh be in this setting where they just kind of it, it didn't feel like interviewee it was just right. like yo we're we're hanging out in mom's basement basically right. yep. and yep. we're just like cracking jokes and like you know um you got a favorite rap city episode or freestyle or flow or somebody was in there um that's a good question um there was like i think one of the later ones where uh jay-z was promoting the the black album mm-hmm. you know there was that um, anytime Ludacris went in there too, like he I was a big Luda it. fan yeah, back oh, then yeah. too. Oh yeah, Luda was dope. Um, and then when they made that DTP album, yeah, that was good. You take me back in this conversation. Yeah, man, man. Good, good stuff. Um, so what was your first rap name? Uh, Ko, uh, Kayo. Kayo. Yeah. Kayo. Okay. Yeah. What did that stand for? Did it have uh, that? Was it no, it wasn't an acronym or anything. Like, so when I first started writing, all my stuff was very like battle, battle, battle kind of like raps and stuff. Like, that's that was like my only point to rapping. It was just like I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. And yeah, like so that's that's kind of where that came from. Like, you know, I had looked up like ways of spelling like K O as a knockout, but I wanted to spell it out, you know, in a, right. in a way to where I don't know, look cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because K.O. Right. You know, yeah. It doesn't have as much flavor. Right. Exactly. Right. You know, the little flavor um, in there. What came next after K.O.? Uh, Snotty Pippin. Snotty Pippin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was like, so the idea behind Snotty Pippin was more so like a character in a sense. Like uh, this kind of rambunctious, energetic kind of, uh, kind of character in right. general you know so like when um like i think i came up with that name probably on our like third project as a group so i'm in a group called highest low and uh we had met in high school uh me and justin so um we had uh 
probably about, I want to say about three projects under a different name. Mm -hmm. And uh, once we started getting good at, we were, at what we were doing, that's when we decided to change our name to Highest Low. So that way uh, people wouldn't be able to find our old stuff. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, let's make sure nobody hears this old stuff that we made, you know, under a different name. We're going to change our whole identity, right. get wrapped green cards and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've, uh, no, nah, because some of those, you know, me and some of the homies once upon a time flowed on tapes. Mm -hmm. And then this dude that we know, uh, named Arthur, like, he had the tapes. We all went different ways in life, and then he lost the tapes. Oh, man. I pray to God nobody finds those Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel you, because, like, my mom still has, like, uh, single copies of, like, the CDs that we had, like, yeah. the albums that we had. And I'm like, man, I should just, like, burn these yeah. right now. <laughs> We're flowing over instrumentals and just getting crazy. Yeah, man. Like, that's that's what it was. Like, our first uh, couple of, like, mixtapes, you know, mm -hmm. under uh, our old name was just, like, us rapping over, like, our favorite beats and stuff. So it was, like, yeah. uh, at the time, it was, like, Little Brother and, like, Dilla Beats mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So... Yeah, Little Brother, like, was probably, like, the biggest influence in our sound as far as what we were trying to do, you right. know? Because it was like, you know, these are guys that are talking about their experiences, but, like, as just kind of, like, regular people, you know? Right. They weren't putting on, like, no hard gangster persona, and they weren't putting on any sort of, like, flashy material, like, right. kind of like, you know, Brits, blah, 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 blah. No, it's nothing like that. It was just, like kind of regular everyday like blue collar kind of relatable kind of stuff so i like it i like it like that that's yeah. how i like my hip-hop yeah that's how i like my uh that's how i like my rap so to that question when i asked you about the difference between hip-hop and rap i think that like like hip-hop is the element like hip-hop is a tree it came that rap came from yeah you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and like my rap is a little bit more to, you know when I'm in the club, I like rap. I don't go to clubs, but you know how it is. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm with the, you know, having a couple of beers at Ballydor or wherever, McCarty Mills, and play a little rap. Okay, I'm with it. Yeah. At the crib, you know. I get it. Nah. Because, like, I think for the longest, like, especially being a young hip-hop head, I was like, oh, I don't listen to that mainstream stuff. I only listen to real hip-hop. I only right. listen to underground stuff. And then I'm like, man, I need to lighten up because this ain't fun. Like, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going out the house with KRS mentality every day. Oh, right. Like, you can't always party to KRS, man. Like, and if you are, like, Man, that's a very one-sided kind of party, you very know? True. Like, you, mm -hmm. it's just you and a bunch of homies reciting, like, lyrics and stuff. And right. That's cool and all, but, like, you're scaring the girls away, bro. Right. <laughs> but, right. so, like, you know, I think what really got me into, like, I guess, mainstream, like, music was, like, um, going to, like, concerts and stuff and seeing what would kind of turn people up in a sense, you know? Like, before the show, like, you know, the DJ will put something on right. or whatever. Like, sometimes it would be, like, those straight-up, like, old-school hip-hop sets and stuff. Mm -hmm. But then other times, like, uh, depending on the show, like, it would be, like, whatever was, like, really popping at that time. Right. And I was, like, at the time when I didn't connect to it, it's, like, I kind of saw how it affected the energy in the room. Mm -hmm. And that's, like, okay, I get it. Right. It makes sense now. Right, This exactly. is fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like, it's a Wu-Tang show, but they're playing Ja Rule before it. It's cool. Hey, I like Ja Rule, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, yeah, when I was growing up, yeah. like, Ja Rule was, you know, he was the man back yeah. then, yeah, you know? Ja Rule, Little Chris, like, all that stuff. Like, I think the first, um, the first uh, concert I went to, 
uh, I ended up going for free. A friend of mine won tickets to like a B96 thing, right? <laughs> and it was, um, the headliner was uh, Diddy and uh, Murder, Inc. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Because uh, that was Ja Rule's crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was that was funny. And we got to see Naughty by Nature there that day, too. Oh, nice. That was dope. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so the group is Highest Low. Highest Low, yeah. And you released a single... A yeah. months back now, right? Uh, well, yeah, it's it's kind of old now, because <laughs> uh, I originally released the uh, the single "Everything Is Fine," um, very early of uh, twenty twenty, and uh, at the time, like the very first part, like pre COVID twenty twenty, was like I was kind of getting, I was gearing up to release a project or kind of you know put together a, like an EP. So at the time, um, I had Everything Is Fine and I had a couple other songs that were like ready to be put together in this project. Um, right after Everything Is Fine, I, did a, um, I released a remix to a song I did off of our last Highest Low project called Sanctuary. And I released that one in February. I le- released another joint called uh, Six Rings. I think it was either March or April of last year so like right around that time where like covid was starting to hit is like when i released that third single i was like okay i'm gonna put this project out but once covid hit it just kind of like changed everything so like as far as um trying to do things creatively i think it put it almost a hindrance on me like i feel like a lot of people like creatives can kind of kind of do their own thing and like can take advantage of the uh, the extra time of them not being out or being social to like create me i feel like i kind of have to be social to get inspiration to create so like my uh i guess my motive comes from energy and just Mm -hmm. being around people to kind of build up that energy Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i get it um i totally get what you mean because like for example, when after our interview, I'm gonna have to edit it, make it look dope. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. create, like I gotta go into the lab, right? I might make some, you know, I might make hibiscus tea, <laughs> a little slice of lemon and all that. But go into the lab, shut the world out, mm-hmm. and like boom, 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 hit it up. Yeah, um, it's the complete opposite. But when I do come to the surface, like a submarine, mm-hmm. I need that. You know what I'm saying? I need the McCarty, right? I need mm, give me. Yeah, it's a balance, you know. It is. So the creative process really like goes goes comes from both worlds, really. You know, um, the the writing aspect of it, like as far as um, getting that, I guess, social experience to write off of, because like when you're uh, in the crib all the time, like what are you gonna write about being in the crib all the time? Right, right, right. You know, so so yeah. Um, part of that that part of the creative process has uh, has been really weird trying to work through lately you know with the whole COVID stuff you know but uh but yeah um I'm kind of in the process of just like working on some other songs that uh that I want to put together because I do want to still put out a like a EP and stuff but it still just didn't feel like a, a good time because like my favorite part about doing all of this is performing of course so of course. like now I can't really perform yeah. Yeah. Right. Like at least in front of people. Like I could perform in front of a camera, but that's like weird. Right. Right. No. <laughs> like there's no energy it's from not that. The same as rocking the crowd. Yeah. Because when you when you get to see people's reactions in real time and like connect with people in the room, like you actually feel that energy, you know. So 
Remember when COVID first started? What was the big thing on Facebook? The live sets. You got a DJ playing on his, his yeah. living room and shit. And I'm like, okay, shout out. But nah. Yeah, like, it's cool for what it was. Like, you know, I enjoyed wa watching, like, D-Nice and, like, Ninth Wonder and all of them do stuff. But, like, at the same time, it's like, man, I really Ninth miss... Diggable Planet. Uh, no, Ninth Wonder is the producer uh, behind, like, acts like Rhapsody. Okay. Uh, he also did stuff for, like, Jay-Z. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I like Diggable Planets okay. too. And Ninth Wonder... Uh, from Diggle Plants is like one of my favorite joints. I love the drums on that joint. Like it's, the shit. it's just yep. those drums are so hard. Like, yeah. yeah. Nice in my head. Okay. But yeah, Knife Wonder is like yeah, like if um well yeah, he he's done a lot of stuff with like underground and uh major artists as well and stuff. But uh like he's one of those producers to me that like I could just throw on his beats and like come up with ideas that way. You know, because he's got, like, you can go on Spotify or whatever, and you could just look up Ninth Wonder. He's got a ton of, like, beat tapes on there and stuff. So it's definitely, like, kind of cool stuff to just kind of vibe out to, even study to or something, you know? Mm, interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, what does America mean to you? America. So uh, my idea of America has always been... Like the the weirdest uh, social experiment of all time, because like when you think about it, it's like every other nation has like their roots and has developed their culture, you know. Mm -hmm. And in America, it's like you know what were what were to happen if we were to go to this land, wipe out the people there, and just build something new, and that's pretty much what's happened, right. you know, like. Just to have people come here and, like, basically take over land that wasn't theirs, you know. And right. just like, okay, so we're starting our own thing because, you know, things aren't the way we wanted back there. So we're just taking over somebody else's stuff. Like finding an ant farm, killing the ants, and putting your own bugs in there. There you go. So, yeah. Um, it's a strange social experiment. Um, with that being said... What could make it better? What can make it better? Uh, I'm probably the wrong person to ask. <laughs> I I really don't know, man. Uh, I feel like, like, yeah, I don't. I really don't know because, like, I feel like everybody's just kind of going about their their daily lives, and it's just like, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity for people to like grow and like provide for their families and stuff but there's you know there's a lot of imbalance in like communities and and all that so there, there's definitely a lot that can be done to make things better for the people that are that don't have as much or um for example um when you kind of look at chicago for example you know if you look at um how the north side is compared to like the south side and the west side you know schools are constantly closing on like the south side and west side and stuff like that so then those opportunities uh like you know extracurricular activities all those things opportunities for kids like to be able to do things like they're not there right really so then That's what true. do they do you know right. like they're they, they don't have any guidance you know versus like the north side where like 
everything's plentiful, you know, like there's everything that you need there, you know, as far as schooling. Yeah, as far as, uh, yeah, everything is within arm's reach, you know, and not every community is built like that, you know. You have to go outside of your neighborhood to, you know, to get something that, you know, uh, that you might need, uh, the necessities. Right. Um, So in your time with hip hop and everything with the group or even before the group, did you do uh, any traveling on any, go hit the road on any shows and others? Uh, No, like not before the group because like we became a group when I was like 17, 16, 17. So like right when I first started, when I first started rapping, it was just like me rapping at the lunch table at like high school. You know, yeah, and that was it. And I wasn't that good to begin with. But um, when I met Justin and we like, he's the one that kind of introduced me into whole the whole like recording process. Like, um, yeah, him and uh, my boy Steve. Uh, he was the he was the first guy that like recorded us. Like he was uh, he was in school with us too, but he had his own little like studio set up at his crib. So like we would all go over there and like start recording and stuff. So that was my introduction to like the whole recording, you know, world and stuff. So uh and that's what kind of got me to like, okay, let me not write these 32 bar verses about how good I am. <laughs> like this extra long verses where I'm just going on and on about, yeah, yeah, I'm so good at this and, blah, 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 and you suck and <laughs> right. Right. So like yeah, uh, once you know we became a group and then we released our projects and then changed our name and like really started focusing on, I guess honing in on our skills and our sound and stuff. That's when we started kind of moving around as far as like traveling. So um, like we did shows in um, in Las Vegas, uh, a place called Beauty Bar out there. It's like a branch off of the. Uh, there's like a couple different locations. There's a Beauty Bar out in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like the same thing, but it was in Vegas. So we did a show there, uh, opening for Funk Dubious. And uh, we did a couple of shows for um, a lot of the South by Southwest unofficial shows. Like, we just, like, us two and, like, 16 of our friends, like, drove down there to Texas. uh, All separate trucks and stuff, obviously, because 16 people in the car would be crazy. But... (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, we all drove down there and like stayed out there for, I want to say about a week, uh, maybe a little less than a week, but, uh, yeah, we were just like, we were just setting up shows while we were out there. We went out there with like one show planned and did like three while we were out there. So there's that, uh, we've done like Minneapolis and, um, like South Bend, Indiana. We have a we have, there's a there's a band out there that's really dope. They're like a like a jazz hip hop kind of fusion kind of bl- uh-huh. uh, band. And South we, Bend. Yeah, Man. yeah. Like we're like the Notre Dame school. South, yeah. yeah. So South like South we South would Bend. we would drive out there and meet up with my boy Eli, um, who is part of that that uh, jazz group kind of you know. Okay. Uh, at the time they were like a they were like a hip they had an MC in their group at the time and. Uh, we would go out there and just rock with them and, you know, do stuff with the band as well. So, like, you know, those were always good times, you know. Like, I think what I enjoyed the most was just, like, traveling and, like, just having drinks with, like, new people and just, like, getting to know new people and just... The energy, the vibe, all that. Yeah, like, I'm a social person for the most part, you know. I have my days where I don't want to be bothered, (laughs) but... For the most part, I'm pretty social. No, that's what I like about uh, the life, the culture of hip-hop. Mm-hmm. It brings people together. It does, man. Yeah. It does. Um, so, 
I don't believe that uh, hip hop has a color. Why do you think there's so much consternation with white rappers? Or yeah. there has been. I don't think it's a thing, but I think that it, every well, now and then it bubbles up. Yeah, like, uh, because when it first started, like, you know, hip hop was born out of New York from, like, black and Puerto Rican kids. Right. You know, so that's where it comes from. Right. So, for, you know, I think, I'm sure, like, uh, being there during that time and then seeing it grow to where it is, it's like, man, like, people just kind of took our stuff around with it. You know, like, I'm sure some people feel that way. So that's right. probably, that's probably where that comes from. Like, um, but now it's it's just expanded so much that, like, you can't really put a, a barrier around it. You right. know, there's rappers in Tokyo and yeah. <laughs> I'm sure in, like, I don't London, know, London yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know, like rap, uh, rapping is a thing all around the world. It doesn't matter where you go. Right. And it's not like the formation of rhyme was something that's just impossible. Yeah. But, right. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. And like. It's nicer than Eminem. Oh, nice. yeah. I'm sure it probably is, but. Oh, yeah. Right. Undeniably nice. Exactly. So, yeah, as far as like, as far as that goes, like. I've, I've always said like if it's dope it's dope whatever it is you know mm -hmm. I don't care who it comes from whatever if it's good it's good if it's not then throw it in the trash whatever <laughs> um so what's next for Cruz Oak Show what's next um I don't know man uh I'm still just making music and just like putting out whatever I feel like at the time you know like if I want to put out a single next week I'll, I'll I'll just drop it. <laughs> right. um, so yeah, I'm just uh, in a space where I'm trying to find, a, I guess, a more comfortable creative process for myself to be more productive because lately I have not been as productive as I have been before. Um, I did agree on, um, well, me and Justin as the highest low, um, we did agree on doing another EP together, so another project um, produced by... Uh, Aurora's own maker. So maker is like a really significant part of like the Aurora music culture. Um, you know, he's been around for a while, like associated with TBA and all that. Them bad apples. Yeah. Shots. You know, so like as a producer and as a DJ, like he was um our first project un or one of the first projects we put out as the highest low was entirely produced by him. Our um our project called Insomnia. Mm -hmm. So he did all the beats on that one. So um, since then, we haven't had a chance to work with them. But, you know, hopefully this year we'll get together and, you know, drop a little EP, all of us uh, together again. So it comes full circle. Okay. Great. Um, so the show ends on a positive note. Mm -hmm. What is your message today for the people of Aurora? Uh, find ways to to be creative uh to uh to tap into your creativity even if you don't feel like you're the most creative person if uh if you've got time draw something you know paint something maybe you know or listen to an uh listen to other albums like like exposure to creativity is uh is just as important so you know if um if there are different like listen to different music that you haven't listened to before. Look for suggestions. Like I like look for anything to uh, 
to spark ideas, you know, like I feel like anybody can be creative on some level, you know, and I think uh, I think everybody kind of needs that at, at some level, you know, to, to be creative and um, do something with that. I think it taps another part of your brain, you know, so, so yeah, you know, find ways to be creative. Don't do drugs. <laughs> well, don't do bad drugs. Right. <laughs> Um, so on behalf of the show we appreciate you coming on brother thank you for having me we really do man this is a great episode all you guys out there peace stay tuned to Cruz Ocho and uh, the highest low yep what's coming next and we'll see you guys here tomorrow peace